0: Welcome to the One Christian Man podcast, where we discuss all topics related to Christian manhood and fitness with the goal of helping you be a good steward of your body, build self-confidence and extend your mission for God's glory. Here's your host, certified personal trainer and founder of Flesh Tamers Fitness, Jonathan Sexton. Hey, everybody, and um, thank you for listening to the uh, One Christian Man podcast today. I appreciate you joining me. Um, This podcast today is really going to be a little bit about, uh, well, it's really a lesson about uh, God's people and the the rebellion of the Israelites uh, from Numbers chapter 14, and kind of... Uh, Introducing the rebellion um, of God's people in the Old Testament, and really kind of tying it into the way that that we also rebel against God uh, in our own lives, and connecting those two things together. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, Thank you for listening. Today we're going to be talking through a a Bible study that comes from um, a book called The Gospel Project. Uh, It's created by Lifeway, and you can get this um, this, The Gospel Project book from Lifeway.com. This spring semester is called Into the Promised Land, and we'll be going through Unit 7, Session Number 1 you enjoy so when we think about rebellion against God um, there's many different ways that that we rebel against God Uh, you know sometimes there's a you know the things that we know that we're supposed to do that we don't do Um, and then there's the types of rebellion where we we do the things that we know we're not supposed to do right which is a both are sin, rebellion is sin Um, the example we're going to kind of go through today is in Numbers chapter 13 You know, in in this episode, really in the Old Testament, this is after the Lord had rescued his people from Egypt. uh, And he's led them into the wilderness uh, over to Mount Sinai, uh, where he gave the laws to Moses, right? The Ten Commandments and then a few other things. And and they spent about a year there uh, around the mountain. And then the Lord, in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, guided them to the edge of the land he had promised um, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, and we're starting, and we're going to read uh, in the Bible, Numbers chapter 13, verse 1 to 2, and it says, The Lord spoke to Moses, Send men to scout out the land of Canaan I'm giving to the Israelites. Send one man who is a leader among them from each of their ancestral tribes. Okay. So we're kind of setting the stage for for what's about to happen. Uh, Then in verse 30 through 33, after these, these men had scouted out the land of Canaan, they came back to give a report. So starting reading in verse 30, it says, Then Caleb quieted the people in the presence of Moses and said, Let's go up now and take possession of the land, because we can certainly conquer it. But the men who had gone up with him responded, We can't attack the people because they are stronger than we are. So they gave a negative report to the Israelites about the land they had scouted. And the land we passed through to explore is one that devours its inhabitants. And all the people we saw in it are men of great size. We even saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, come from the Nephilim. To ourselves, we seemed like grasshoppers. And we must have seemed the same to them. So these guys are afraid. Basically, they're given a negative report, and they—they may even be exaggerating here about you know the size of the people in that country uh, because they were scared. They—they they didn't have faith. They were rebelling against you know the fact that God is telling them that that I'm giving you this land of promise to, to go take it and for it to be yours. Um, they're re- they're rebelling because they have fear, and because and because of that fear, they're they're not going and doing what God's told them to do, and they're trying to talk the other Israelites into not wanting to go and take the land because of their fear, right? God had promised them this land, but Israel's ability to take residence in the Promised Land was contingent on their faithfulness, right? They had to believe that they could take it. Um, so 10 of the spies saw their own weakness and stopped there. But Caleb and Joshua looked through their weaknesses and looked upon God. So the people of the land were not even ants compared to the God of Israel. So were they were, you know, these, these 10 spies who said that, you know, that were fearful, right? They said they looked like ants to the people that already lived there. But, but really the people that already lived there, even if they were giants, they were really ants to God. And and if God wanted the people of Israel to live in that promised land, and he did, God would have made a way for the people of Israel to take that land, whether through conquering or, or by whatever means he chose, if they would have just had faith and, and stepped forward and, and went to take that land, Right. So in Numbers chapter 14, uh, reading verse 1 through 4, it says, Then the whole community broke into loud cries, and the people wept that night. And all the Israelites complained about Moses and Aaron, and the whole community told them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us into this land to die by the sword? Our wives and children will become plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? So they said to one another, "Let's appoint a leader and go back to Egypt." <laughs> so the Israelites here were they—they're failing to trust God, and as a matter of fact, they're—they're they're saying that, you know, because of their lack of faith in God being able to give them the land of promise, they're saying, "Well, well let's just appoint a new leader. Let's uh, this Moses and and Aaron that's brought us through all the stuff we've already been through." Those guys are junk, man. Let's find, let's find and elect somebody else that can take us back to Egypt, right? So, you know, sometimes our own rebellion and our own fears of, of stepping out in faith and, and doing the thing that God has called us to do, um, that sin will put us back into the, you know, the same old box that was we've always been in, even though, even though we we know that 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 bondage that we were in back in, you know, back in what is you know our life situation of egypt was is rough and and we didn't really want to be there uh, our fear and our rebellion and our lack of faith in god makes us want to go back to that thing that you know even though it was miserable is something that we we knew something that we know right something that we we know it's bad but because we know it we want to go back to it to that almost a an instant gratification, right? Instead of moving forward to that freedom that God has given us, and that you know, that that land of you know milk and honey in our life that that really is living um, in God's promises. So in Numbers chapter fourteen verse ten, um, they even threatened to kill the leaders God had placed over them, and they threatened to kill Moses and Aaron because of you know their fear and their their sin, and they um, it was almost like a a clenched fist against God, the the one who made them, saying that oh um, here look you know this fear is really blinding them, and they're like they're saying. Look, you've brought us here, Moses and Aaron. Uh, you guys are not good leaders, even though, you know, with God's help, you helped bring us through all the stuff we went through. And they're saying, you know, we're going to just kill you and elect our own new leader, right? Uh, and it, it affected, you know, that sin affected the way they viewed the leaders God had given them. Um, and it's even potentially affecting how the nations around them view God, Right. Um, Similar to the way in our lives, you know, we say we're Christians, but we we never show our faith in any way. We never step out in faith in any way, right? People around us are going to say, well, you say you have faith, but you never show me your faith. You talk about faith, but your faith without showing me your faith. And even, you know, it says in James chapter 2, faith without works is dead. Right. Um, we, we don't we don't gain salvation by works, but we do show that we have faith and that we are saved by those works. Right. So the Israelites in, in showing their fear and not doing what they were supposed to do are showing that they, they lack faith in God and they lack and that they lack um, faith that God has the ability to take them into the land of promise that he's promised them. So sin doesn't just affect us, it affects everyone around us. Um, We have to repent of that. We have to repent of that rebellion and and disobedience. uh, Because as, as others see us not living in faith, it impacts them just as much as it does us. So Numbers chapter 14, verses 30 through 35, it says, I swear that none of you will enter the land I promised to settle you in, except Caleb, son of Jephanu, and Joshua, son of Nun. I will bring your children whom you said would become plunder into the land you rejected, and they will enjoy it. But as for you, your corpses will fall in the wilderness. Your children will be shepherds in the wilderness for 40 years and bear the penalty for your acts of unfaithfulness until all your corpses lie scattered in the wilderness. You will bear the consequences of your iniquities 40 years based on the number of of the 40 days that you scouted the land, a year for each day. You will know my displeasure. I, the Lord, have spoken. I swear that I will do this to the entire evil community that has conspired against me. They will come to an end in the wilderness, and there they will die. Sir, so God is here enacting a punishment um, on the Israelites because of their their lack of faith. Uh, he, he actually says that um, he's going to force them to stay in the wilderness for 40 years based on the fact that they sent those spies in for 40 days, uh, and that that whole generation would die And only, you know, their children would get to go into the promised land, right? But it was a delayed time period for them. Um, See, God wanted to use this people and bring them into this promised land by faith in a way to glorify Him, right? Uh, To show that uh, His salvation is... makes his glory known to the, the nations around them, right? Because the, the Israelites were supposed to supposed to be, and their salvation from Egypt was supposed to be a sign to all the other nations that, that God is, is able to do great and mighty things and to bring glory to himself, right? Um, but, and that's why he's created us. And in Isaiah 43 and 7, it says that God created us to glorify him. Right. And God has a faithful love for his people and he's great in his compassion and mercy. But these are not all that drive him. His glory does, too. Right. So even though God loved the Israelites and he loved the he loved Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And he he remembered his promise to them to make a great nation out of them. Right. And to bring them back to that promised land um, that he, you know, he told Joseph and 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 all those guys that he was going to bring them back to this promised land. Right. He loved them, and he was going to remember that, but he also, he also wants the glory that he deserves as the Creator God, right? Um, and the primary purpose of this whole thing was to bring bring glory to Him, and we're to do everything within us, and do everything we do, as it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, to bring glory to Him, right? Um, the great tragedy of humanity is that we all fall short of this. Now, Romans 3 and 23 says that you know, we're to glory, glorify God, but we all fall short of that goal, right? Um, but He's promised to save us. He's promised to save us. Um, Romans 6 and 23 says the wages of sin is death. And this rebellion um, that the Israelites showed toward God was sin. And the wages of that sin for them was, was death. And they were going to have to you know, hang out in the wilderness for another forty years as they all die off and then their kids later won't get to go into the promised land. But that sin is serious uh, because it offends God. God is holy um, and when we have sin in our lives we can't connect with Him, right? But but God has a plan for us um, for our sin to be removed from us and that that is the uh, the Son, Jesus Christ, that He gave us um, we should We should understand that when we we've, we've sinned against God, we've put a wedge between us and him um, and, and we have to re- respond in a way to say okay God thank you for being patient with me and repent of those sins of rebellion and those sins of uh, lack of faith right that we have in our lives and and then believe in in Jesus Christ his Son and have faith that believing in him and believing that Jesus, Uh, died as a sacrifice for our sins, Um, believing and having faith in that is what brings us salvation and brings us, uh, really, uh, Jesus' righteousness is is given to us because of the faith in Him, and that lets us come back to God, right? Jesus is now our mediator, just like Moses was a mediator for the Israelites. Uh, Jesus is now the mediator for us, right? We have to respond with urgency, too, to share the gospel with the world. Right, because we we know that um, that there is a punishment for sin, and that and that God's not going to continue to wait forever to punish that sin. Right, so it's it's incumbent upon us that uh, have this this knowledge of who Jesus is to fulfill that great commission. Right, and go out and tell others about who Jesus is. Right, and Second Peter it tells us that you know we. We have to be ready to um, make a defense of the hope we have in Jesus Christ, right? Um, so it, so we have to go out and, and have faith and, and even risk uh, ridicule and persecution on ourselves to share the love of Christ and to bring God glory because that's what he's made us for, right? So... Uh, Thank you for listening. Um, today, you know, I was reading out of the, the Gospel Project. It's a book by Lifeway um, for... Uh, really, this is an adult leader guide for, a, like, a Sunday school class or, you know, a small group class. But uh, you can get these books on at lifeway.com. It's This one's called The Gospel Project. And the spring 2019 um, is called Into the Promised Land. So... I hope you guys enjoyed this lesson. Uh, Send me your feedback, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the One Christian Man podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, you can find additional resources, Jonathan's recommended health and fitness products, and learn more about Flesh Tamer's fitness at onechristianman.com. That's onechristianman.com.